Hi, I'm Riley, the podcast coordinator for Crave the Sound. On this week's episode of Crave the Podcast, Kiara DeMare will be exploring something that has kind of become lost with the invention of the shuffle button and music streaming, and that would be album sequencing. Take it away, Kiara. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Crave the Podcast. My name is Kiara Damari, and today I'm going to be talking about album sequencing and kind of its importance, its effectiveness, and how it's also losing its importance in today's musical climate. Sequencing is very important, obviously, for pacing of an album and like the overall the arc of the album and the storyline. It's starting to really lose its importance with today's releases, just through the fact of the shuffle button is a, is a thing, and it's on every single you know music app music platform you know it's also you can download like singular songs from albums you don't have to just listen to the full album anymore um and that just kind of takes away from the whole listening experience in total i kind of wanted to talk about jay-z and how he kind of brought into light the importance of album sequencing back in 1999 he did an interview where he talked about him producing good girl gone bad by rihanna um and he said that it was perfect it was like the best album he's ever done just because of the sequence of it and the overall arc of the album um he says that he's a master sequencer and that he wants other musicians to listen to what he's saying because he wants to hear music with good stories you know he wants to hear more albums the Artists that focus on sequencing of an album, there really holds like an artistic value to it. And so for me personally, when I think of like a good, very well sequenced album, I think of To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. The entire album itself is based around a poem that he shares, you know, throughout each song. The poem is as such. <laughs> I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same. Abusing my power, full of resentment. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers until I came home. So that's kind of what the album is based on in its entirety. Kendrick just talks about going through his struggles of, you know, his influence, depression, like as he says, near self-destruction, and then returning home to his roots and developing into a new man, into the person that he wants to be. That's shown throughout the entire album of the caterpillar butterfly analogy. And the sequence of the album is just, it's fantastic. It flows so well, you know, beginning off with Wesley's theory and then immediately going into for free and then having King Kunta right at the third spot is just, it was fantastic, very well placed. And then having Institutionalized right after King Kunta is like a jump. It was a jump, but it was very well done. Ending with Mortal Man kind of encapitalizes the whole album and how he's becoming, you know, a new person. The whole album flows so well and the story is told in such an effective way that, you know, you, you relate to it. Even, you know, even if you don't really think you would, it's just, it's produced in such a way that you have no other choice to. And then another album is definitely Melanie Martinez's K through 12. The whole album is actually an entire movie that she produced, like movie musical on YouTube. It's like an hour and a half long of just like the story that she's telling through her songs. And the flow of it is fantastic. It works so well. The story is wonderful. It's very impactful. She tells a story of the, her persona crybaby and their friends, you know, going through school and just all the struggles you tend to face yeah just the overall like arcing story of it is great it's so it's very well done
But there's also a, a monetary value to sequencing as well. So you want to start off with a song that it captures the whole vibe of the album pretty much, sets the pacing. Like having a good intro song is very important to hook the listeners. They'll try to put the songs that they think are going to be hits either in the four and five spot or the seven and eight spot right near the middle just to kind of keep them continuing on and going. And it's very smart to do this because towards the end of it, if you have this pacing of hits and hits and bangers and stuff, it'll make people like want to continue on listening. Ending your album, obviously, you want a song that really resonates and kind of leaves them feeling some sort of way. So as soon as you know the album's over, they're gonna be they're gonna want to immediately jump back in and listen to it again. The only problem with this is that when you focus on the monetary value of sequencing and you know what's gonna get the most streams, like what's gonna make the most money, you sort of get a really off pacing. And I wanted to talk about Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. I love this album. <laughs> like I I really really enjoyed it for the longest time. My car only had a CD player that worked and that was the only CD I owned so I listened to it non-stop constantly. I don't really think there's a miss on the album. I love all the songs however just the order of it is completely off. I feel like starting off with Paranoid was not the best option in the fact that I don't really think that encompasses the whole vibe of the album. Like I think if you were to start off with rich and sad per se. I think that would flow a lot better. And I think it's kind of strange to me how he goes from Blame It On Me, which is a super sad and like emotionally driven song. But then he immediately goes into Same Bitches with uh, featuring G-Eazy and YG. Two completely different like vibes of the song, like two completely different songs about different things. Like the flow is just so choppy throughout the whole album because he does this a lot. And then he goes straight from saying bitches into the Jonestown interlude, which again, <laughs> completely different. It's just very like jumpy. But if you look, obviously you can see that he tried to do the monetary value of things, you know, like taking shots and rock stars, five and six. Uh, and then you have over now, psycho, better now, ball for me. And those were all his, you know, huge hits right smack dab in the middle. I just think the album could have been a lot better, flowed a lot better, you know, gotten the story across just so much better if they had focused more on just sequencing it for the story rather than for the money and the streams. So yeah, in my humble opinion, I believe that album sequencing is super important, not only for the artist, but for the listener. If they put the time into the story, you really understand where they're coming from. You understand what they're trying to say. You understand kind of what's going on in their minds and stuff. Without a properly sequenced album, it can really, really hurt the overall piece, the, the, the overall album. For me personally, my favorite albums are the ones that, you know, leave leave me feeling some sort of way or leaving like leave me with some type of like thoughts or like just changing me in a way. Like to Pimp a Butterfly, I don't think I'll ever get tired of. I've listened to it who knows how many times through and through. Uh, and I just can't stop. I don't think I'll ever stop. You know, it's <laughs> things like that just really, they really resonate with you. And that kind of can take you through the rest of your life. Artists that take the time and really, you know, when their music's like an art, you can tell when they really care and they're really putting in all that effort. You know, don't hit the shuffle button. If you're going to listen to an album, just listen to it through and through straight as the artist intended. Um, just because even if the pacing is terrible, there's still reasoning behind it and they still definitely took the time to uh, sequence it that way. Uh, and so it's very important just for the overall experience and to really understand like what the artist wants <laughs> to listen to it through and through. Um, thanks. <laughs>
Crave the Podcast is produced by myself, Jake Trujillo, and Zach Clement. Be sure to follow Crave the Sound on Instagram. Also make sure to subscribe to Crave the Podcast on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.